Hello, I'm Charles Coves, Australasia's passion provocateur. Welcome to this week's episode of the Charles Coves Show. Today's big idea, and as you know, I share one big idea each week, is this. In life, you have to, I have to handle scary and difficult situations. I'm going to share an elegant and effective strategy with you this week that will help you stop procrastination, stop avoiding those scary and difficult situations and master them. This is a great skill to have. This show is predicated on the formula of SA plus P equals S. Self-awareness plus passion equals success. Your self-awareness together with your passion will give you success. Since 1993, when I left my successful legal career to become Australasia's passion provocateur, I have shared ideas on discovering and pursuing passion and living a magnificent life in keynote speeches, in workshops, working with corporate teams, one-on-one executive coaching, and also coaching groups of individuals together to achieve extraordinary outcomes. This show is also guided by Socrates' famous principle that the unexamined life is not worth living. I hope I provoke you to examine your life and that you come on this journey of self-awareness, of self-discovery. Now, I've got a I've got some great lines for you and you'll find the, you'll understand the relevance of these lines when we get into the big idea around scary and difficult situations. But I was minded to share these very clever employee performance evaluations. And sometimes it's scary doing employee evaluations, but these are actual performance evaluations. Here's the first one. Since my last report, this employee has reached rock bottom and has started to dig. Another one, I would not allow this employee to breed. Another one, this employee is really not so much of a has-been, but more of a definitely won't be. How about these performance evaluations? Pretty amazing, huh? This young lady has delusions of adequacy. And the last one, works well when under constant supervision and cornered like a rat in a trap. <laughs> that made me laugh. Anyway. Bit of a laugh. I'm wearing my red jacket. Red, the colour of passion. When you think of red, think of passion. Think of your passion. Are you pursuing your passion? In this program, I also share with you a song, a book, a quote, a spiritual tip, a health tip. This show is not politically correct. I never share my ideas with you based on the thought that I have to be politically correct. No, I don't want to be politically correct. I reject the idea. I do embrace the idea of the human spirit. I say we are more than just our bodies and our minds, that we have a soul, a spirit, a heart. That will be particularly relevant this week for the idea that I'm sharing with you. Well, we've had another week. One of our listeners, one of our viewers, a friend of mine called Neville, he said, oh, look, I can see you're really passionate about how your premier in Victoria is handling this coronavirus, but... You know, you, you get stuck into him and then you give us this inspirational stuff. There's a bit of a, there's a bit of a conflict there. And I go, hmm, that's an interesting thought. So I've been pondering that question. So this week I'm not going to talk so much about coronavirus lockdowns because you know my 
views on it. If you don't, go to some previous episodes. But this week, Julie and I have continued effective work. We have done effective research. Julie is doing some fantastic work with dental practices, giving advice to dentists and dental practices on how to successfully develop dental practices in this lockdown environment. I have been really effective in getting a lot of work done. In fact, I think I'm working harder than ever as I, as I, I love the lack of traffic. That's exciting me. Exercise continues every single day. So I hope you too are doing your exercise and I hope that you are taking this special time to do more learning because I'm certainly doing more learning. Yesterday I attended a Zoom meeting of people from all around the world, and, and I thought it was only going to be one and a half hours. It was so good. I was locked in it for three hours. There were over a 100 participants, all graduates of a wonderful program called Money and You, which is where I learned in depth about Buckminster Fuller. And I was exposed, no, I wasn't, I won't say, I won't say I was exposed to. I met a person via the Zoom meeting who was one of the key presenters, Marsha Martin, who was a very early, early starter in the personal development movement from 1971. So she talked about what it was like in San Francisco in 1968. If you're going to San Francisco, she used to wear flowers in her hair. It was a magnificent conversation, and I'll share a couple of ideas from it with you. But again, it was soul uplifting to be exposed to that, where that Zoom meeting, which happens every week to graduates of Money and You, wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for the coronavirus lockdowns. So, as usual, wonderful benefits from some shitty things that can happen in life. Now, into today's big idea. But before I do, I urge you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, I to subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to Passion Points to Ponder at coves.com. If you want to find out more details of the self-awareness and passion quest, a coaching program for C-suite executives and dentists, lawyers, accountants, anyone really, but really focused on top-level executives, that's at charlescoves.com. I hope you choose to come on this group coaching journey with me to raise your self-awareness, a crucial leadership element. Now, today's big idea, handling scary and difficult situations. I'm going to share with you a really elegant solution, a really elegant strategy to enable you to handle these situations and not put them off because if you put them off, it will cause you stress. Putting off things that you have to deal with, it sticks in the back of your mind, it sticks in your soul, it sticks in your gut, you've got this fearful space. This strategy will solve this dilemma. Now, what are these scary and difficult situations that I'm talking about? I'll tell you one. Seinfeld episodes often talk about it with George. Ending a relationship, ending a marriage, asking your boss for a raise, asking somebody for forgiveness. 
choosing to pursue your passion and giving notice that you're leaving a job to become an entrepreneur, to set up your business. And then the worry is that you're going to go broke. Giving bad news to your employees in their performance appraisal. I gave you some funny ones, but it's scary and difficult speaking the truth to an employee who's not performing. If you have to give evidence in a court case, or if you, if you have to launch proceedings, or you are, the, you are the defendant in a court case. I was a lawyer for 20 years, so I have some feeling of that, but it's still scary and difficult. Going broke is a scary and difficult situation. How do we handle these scary and difficult situations? Here's the key strategy. Meditate on the absolute worst circumstances and consequences of taking the decision of doing something. Meditate on the worst things that could happen. Go into the space mentally. Feel what it would be like if the worst happened. Feel the worst. Then imagine how you would handle it if you were actually in that space. You're envisioning yourself the absolute worst thing that has happened because of you taking action on this scary and difficult situation. You have announced to your spouse, I'm ending the marriage. You have announced to a lover, I'm ending the relationship. You have left your job and you've gone broke. Let me share with you what happened to me. When I left my successful legal career to become Australasia's passion provocateur, I was earning a lot of money. I had four children at private schools. I was loving what I was doing. I was loving being a lawyer, but I went on the personal development journey. So what was the worst that could happen to make this decision to change my career? The answer was I could go entirely broke. And many times it's this loss of security that we are unwilling to face. Talking about security, one of my securities is my addiction, my addiction to coffee. Regular listeners will know that. I need a sip. So what would happen? I had to meditate on this. What would happen if I did go broke? What would happen if I did not succeed in my new career? Because my whole lifestyle was geared to earning a certain amount of income. So I then meditated. I had an excellent mentor at the time who taught me this strategy, and now I'm teaching it to you. I envisioned losing everything, losing house, losing all assets. What would that actually mean? And. I thought through the consequences of taking my children out of private schools, of having to rent a hovel, a shack, of absolutely having nothing except family and friends and relationships, but many relationships would disown you if your circumstances have changed, so you find out who your real friends are. And so by envisioning myself in that situation of losing 
everything. I then thought, now what would I do? What would I do with my then wife, with my four children? Maybe my wife would have divorced me, but although Jenny was supportive of the change of career and the reasons behind it, which was to become a world-class global educator on the power of passion. That was my driver. I didn't leave the law because I didn't love it, but there were plenty of good lawyers. I knew that, but there were not many great educators around passion and not enough people were pursuing their passion then. And today, they're not, there are not enough people pursuing their passion. And so, you know, that's what this whole show is about, to provoke people to pursue their passion because that's what enables you to succeed. And so what would that mean? And I envisioned myself then, back in 1993, when I was 40 years of age, so you can work it out, I'm now 67. What would it mean to lose everything? To just have family, friends, relationships and nothing else. And I then said, hmm, well, when I finished law school, I had nothing. When I finished law school at 21 years of age, in 1973, I literally had nothing. I was, you know, the second of six children. I survived. Not only did I survive, I built up my assets. I worked hard. And so I knew from my past experience that if I had nothing, my inventive brain, your inventive brain, will find a way to then rebuild. Because most of us did not inherit vast amounts of wealth. And it's going down the rabbit hole of the worst thing that could happen. And the fears that envelop us are the fears of death, the fears of poverty, the fear of rejection, the fear of insignificance, the fear of ill health. And when you do this exercise, you start to look at, hmm, the absolute worst that could happen is that I end up alone. Could I survive? And the beauty of this strategy is that when you tell yourself, yes, I could survive, and it's highly unlikely that the worst thing could happen, but if you can envision that you could survive if the worst thing happens, then the scary and difficult situation, which is scary and difficult because of the meaning that we attach to it in our thoughts, in our fears, then they become far less scary and difficult. And you embrace this idea that goes, hmm, okay, well, if the worst comes to the worst, I know I'm clever enough. I know I'm motivated enough. I know I'm committed enough to ride with the punches. If I lose everything, you know, my, my dad knew this at a very early age, that freedom is just another word for nothing left to lose. The freest person in the world is the person who has nothing. If you had nothing, the whole series of life choices become open to you if you have nothing. Our assets trap us. And you've heard me in one of the earlier episodes say that it is in fact freedom that makes us human. The key distinction between us and animals is freedom. We drag all this stuff around with us. And so scary and difficult situations help you realize how capable you are. They also make you uncomfortable so that you learn new lessons. And if you aren't learning and growing, you're dying. Now, the people that I coach 
many of them go, or they think they're not succeeding because they've got problems, because they have to handle these difficult situations. Gosh, if I was so successful, I wouldn't have to handle scary and difficult situations. Yes, you would. And the better you get, the bigger the problems, the bigger, the, the, the scarier the situations, the more difficult the situations. And this strategy, this technique of envisioning, what's the worst that can happen? If you're telling an employee they're not good enough and they're losing their job in tough times, what's the worst? That employee might curse you, might cry, might absolutely break down, and you go, I can't do that to that person. And then one of the techniques here is that you are not, you can't do anything like that to a person. How a person reacts to what's true from you is entirely their choice. The role of scary and difficult situations is to help you remember, remember what a talented, capable, amazing human being you are. Each one of us is. But we suppress it. We suppress it because of this need for security. And it's, the word remember is interesting. It's a remembering. Using these techniques help you to, helps you to become a member again of your mental, physical and spiritual capabilities to remind you to, to become a member again with all of these talents that you have that have been often suppressed with the self-preservation, with the need for security, with the desire to be loved. This technique works. And when you practice this technique, the next benefit that happens is you stop procrastinating. You stop avoiding. You look at the, the difficult things you have to do today and you do it. After you've meditated on it, after you've done this technique, you so say, what's the worst that could happen? I can cope with that. Bang, you do it. And then the consequences that flow help you become ever more capable able to flow with all of the challenges that your amazing life is giving to you. Practice it. I promise you it works. I've been using it for over 30 years. So that leads to the song of the week. Of course, it's me and Bobby McGee. Remember that famous line, Janis Joplin singing it? It's just a beautiful, beautiful line. Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Go and listen to that song and be inspired by it. When you have nothing left to use, lose, you are entirely free. The book of the week, I'm surprised that I haven't shared it with you so far, is Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. And what I love about Think and Grow Rich is that there are examples through it time and time again of people who did scary and difficult things. And also, Napoleon Hill explores in much depth the six basic fears that trap most of us. When you read about those fears, this will help you prevent those fears from blocking you in your ongoing, successful living of your life. Time for a joke. Let's lighten up the show a little bit. I'm going to give you the health tip in a moment, but here's... Here are some actual lines from military performance appraisals. Remember, so the scary, difficult situation, by the way, most leaders don't like telling their employees that they're performing badly. So here they are. These are actual lines I've collected over the years. This person got into the gene pool while the lifeguard wasn't watching. This person's got a room temperature IQ. This person's got a full six-pack but lacks the plastic thingy to hold it all together. Hmm. 
This person is a gross ignoramus, 144 times worse than a normal ignoramus. And for those of you who don't know what a gross is, a gross is 12 twelves, 144. This person's got a photographic memory, but with the lens cover glued on. <laughs> what a great picture. Anyway, I wonder if you've come up with some clever performance appraisals. If you have, please email them to me at charles at covest.com. So, the health tip. When you avoid doing scary and difficult things, that creates stress. Stress in your life causes your body to produce cortisone. It's the gene number 11, apparently. Stress from avoiding scary and difficult situations causes your body to suppress its natural functions. That's why stress ends up making you sicker. When you face the challenges, the difficult situations, you re release your stress, you reduce your stress. Stress comes from resistance. Resisting difficult situations causes you stress, makes you unwell. That's your health tip. Your spiritual tip. Contemplate this. What would happen if, when we die, we are reincarnated? Billions of people on the planet believe in reincarnation. What if death is not the end, but you come back again? If that's so, then suddenly your fear of death and its links to the scary and difficult situation that you might be facing because many people associate death with rejection, for example. I explore this in my book, Passionate People Produce. I can't go into it now. I do this in my coaching programs, but you follow the challenges down the rabbit hole, often it comes to a fear of death. What if we are reincarnated? What if this spirit of ours continues? Suddenly, death doesn't become so scary. And there are great, great philosophers over thousands of years have said, when you lose the fear of death, you truly start to live. And of course, that's one of the great lines I'll, get, I'll throw in a bonus song here, from The Rose. The person who is afraid of dying has never learned to live. Are you afraid of dying? One of your challenges in life is to let go of the fear of dying. It's a wonderful thing to keep us alive, but it's a shocking thing that it stops us truly living our lives. My quote for the week and this is not a direct quote, but it's a really great idea that I think you can use. Marsha Martin shared the idea in that webinar I attended yesterday, and it's this. Living your life is like riding a surfboard on the ocean. Don't complain about the waves. They just are. Living your life is like riding a surfboard. Waves behave like waves. Life is. When you look at your life as a game of riding a surfboard, all these difficult and scary situations can be, the waves can be used as a metaphor. You go, am I going to take this big wave or am I going to wimp out on it? Great quote. I love it. Living your life is like riding a surfboard. Okay, I think that's it. I hope you embrace this week's big idea. 
I want to inspire you to live a life where you embrace the challenges, where you every morning wake up and you go, woohoo, here I go. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, to the podcast, subscribe to Passion Points to Ponder. Last week's Passion Point to Ponder, I talked about 11 reasons why I don't buy the government's spin, the government's spin on coronavirus. It is worth knowing what those 11 are so that you can have sensible conversations with those who are tied into the fear of coronavirus. That's about it. Again, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful, challenging, passion-filled week where you embrace the idea of, hey, this is a gift that we have riding the waves on this ocean. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the challenge. Enjoy the scary and difficult situations that are the waves that the ocean of life has given to you. I look forward to being with you next week. Thanks.